finding it more difficult to promote on social media? We've got someone in here today to give you some pointers. It's Will Freeze, who is in that business. He's in the Artichoke Music Cafe for another OMN Coffee Shop Conversation at Artichoke. By the way, we have shot another video episode, this time featuring singer, songwriter, broadcaster, and the person in his third decade of producing the annual Winter Folk, Tom May. But that's next week. No matter which side of the music business you're on, either promoting music or consuming music, the stranglehold on that information by Facebook is becoming more and more problematic. Will Freeze has some answers. He does that for a living. Will, welcome to Artichoke Music. Thank you very much for having me, Tom. Here in the Appreciate Artichoke you. Cafe. Yeah. Nice little place. Oh, it's a lovely little room, too. Yeah. I like the art on the walls. Yeah, they're really, they're really good to us. <laughs> they really are. They're great people. Good. So happy that we, you know, I'm sorry that we did the first... Four years in a, in, in a coffee shop with bad acoustics. <laughs> uh, and I, they have lovely coffee, I can say. They do. They do. Yeah. Well, it's the old bar from that they brought with them from Hawthorne. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, because they were, they were up there. For years. For years, up here in years. Yeah, yeah. It's a real institution. Mm -hmm. It is a good one. Yeah. One of the good things. <laughs> one of the good things that still remains about Portland. <laughs> Well, I, you know, I think Portland has a natural kind of evolution to itself. Like, we're not, um, uh, you know, Portlanders, I don't think, are too sentimental about, you know, institutions. I think they're kind of ready to challenge them at any any point they can, yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's see. So what are you? You're a, are you a marketing guy? Yeah, I, I'm a marketing and communications consultant. Uh, so what mm -hmm. I do is kind of help people kind of communicate and operate kind of in public. So whether that's mm -hmm. kind of uh, a lot of it is social media. Uh, yeah. So helping people organize their communities online uh, and beyond that kind of helping people grow and reach the people that the audience they want to reach. How do you know how to do that? Uh, I've been doing it, uh, you know, basically one form or another since, you know, I was 10 years old. So uh, yeah, what did I, you do when you were 10 years old? <laughs> I was sneaking on the internet late at night at my parents' house. AOL? AOL, yeah. I would steal the <laughs> AOL CDs, and I figured out um, I figured out that if I dialed different servers, uh -huh. I could get you know, the 90, another 90 free hours. And that worked. That was a great little scheme I ran until I found out what a phone bill was. Oh, uh, yeah, my, yeah, 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 yeah. My parents were kind enough to, to inform me about shortly thereafter. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah, I've, I've just kind of been in the mess of it since there. And then basically I kind of, uh, evolved along, alongside it. So like, um, it started a lot in high school and, and early college as far uh -huh. as like music marketing and putting on shows and promoting. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, and then basically I just got really good at kind of selling tickets via uh -huh. social media uh -huh. and kind of generating, you know, that trusted enough to, you know, generate a transaction with people. What was your favorite show that you promoted? Uh, my favorite show that I promoted was actually one that got canceled last minute. Oh. Uh, and it's actually the one that's kind of brought me out here to Portland. Huh. Uh, and it was, uh, I was putting together a show for the Salisbury University. Uh -huh. Salisbury, uh, Maryland. Salisbury, Maryland University. Home of the Delmarva Shorebirds. Home of the, the, the <laughs> which is the best minor league team. <laughs> uh, no, I think. But, but, it is. But, it yeah, is. It best was, minor yeah. league team you'll ever see yeah. live. So. Get, go if you have a chance at Arthur W. <laughs> Purdue Stadium. Um, no, I was organizing a show for Salisbury University. Do they have chicken there? 
They have a lot. They have crab and chicken. That's all you. <laughs> okay. That's all you eat in Maryland. Frank Purdue. Yeah. Maybe Jeez. if you're lucky, you can get some corn if you really <laughs> insist on it. Okay. But most so. of that goes to the chickens. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you were saying. Uh, yeah, Salisbury University organized a show, uh, which I was really excited about, uh, an artist named Amy Nell, who was from Portland at the time. Uh, I got her to, I re- kind of recruited her to come and play the show while she was on an East Coast tour, uh, and then s- university pulled out at the last second, and so, uh, you know, it was one of those magical moments where basically we had up, you know, doing the show in our backyard, and wow. that was, it was just a magical to kind of really have that kind of intimate performance uh-huh. with, uh, you know, with, you know, a, artists that we are all kind of like adored and was really impressed by. So, yeah. 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 Well, that's good. Yeah. And the, but then and that, that helped you get here. Yeah. And then like during, through that conversation, uh, you know, kind of <laughs> like six months later uh, or six, eight months later, I was in Portland. Just kind of realized like, Oh wow, this is like a really cool thing to do. Uh-huh. I want to do more of it. Uh, and I, you know, luckily had people in my life to encourage me and kind of empower me to be able to go out and do that. So me and, uh, my best buddy at the time, uh, I think we packed like two 24-inch cubes of boxes <laughs> and whatever we could carry, we, we hopped a plane to Portland. Uh, wow. Yeah. Didn't even get a U-Haul and, and drive it out. Did not even get a U-Haul, wow. no. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Years later, his, his, his parents moved out and brought some stuff with them. I see. So. I got a U-Haul. Oh, yeah. I was a pioneer. No, I felt it, like I was a pioneer crossing the, crossing the Great Divide with an 18-foot U-Haul full of junk. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get quite that Oregon Trail experience. Um, you know, I was, I think it was, what, 21 or so when, uh-huh. I, when I came by. And, you know, I came to Portland, you know, with a day job through FedEx. Ah. Um, but, like, still had to, like, you know, earn things back up after the keep. So, like, the first couple months in Portland uh, I, I got to spend, I, like, couldn't afford blinds in the windows so i would like sleep in the closet because i had like a night job so Jeez. oh my goodness yeah it was it's been fun wow <laughs> um so uh, uh you have a company now don't you yeah uh, this, the is a, company, this is a new company yeah this is a company i, I just recently launched uh, it's called overt strategies which mm-hmm. is basically helping people operate in that new normal that new kind of where uh, you know digital skills and kind of interpersonal skills and organizational skills need to combine uh, and that's kind of where I, I, I focus. So that's where I like helping people. And so that's kind of where I'm here to help out. Well, you know, the, the, I think the thing on everybody's minds, especially musicians, mm-hmm. music lovers, mm-hmm. and anybody who has a, an event that's, that, 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 that they need to, to promote, is that I feel that I'm finding a, a real lack of confidence in Facebook anymore, mm-hmm. and there's nothing else. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a very uh, succinct, uh, you know, uh, kind of summary of the problem there. Yeah. It's that kind of like social media is like, it's a social tool. It's integrated into our social lives. Yeah. Um, and there isn't really an, an alternative right now that, is, would be as effective as Facebook. So certainly not Instagram, because that's just about pictures. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it all depends on what you want to do. But what, what it comes down to is like, you know, if you want to participate in social media on a, you know, scale where you reach people beyond it as on a business scale, yeah, you need to recognize the business inv- investment to put into those things. Um, like, you know, 
organic reach on Facebook is, is very possible. It just takes so much kind of personal time and effort to, to generate, uh, like beyond what you can normal do. So it's, it's kind of a lot more practical uh, to make investment in kind of Facebook ads and Instagram ads if that's where you want to grow your audience. <laughs> yeah, but who has money for that? Uh, not artists, uh, generally, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. well, some do, uh, but it's really about kind of like what what value you want to put into things and kind of where you want to get out. Do you want to invest in building this community on Facebook? Do you want to invest in building a community somewhere else? Uh, you know, e email newsletters are always a great way to, to keep correspondence with, you know, your fans and audience. Uh -huh. And I don't think that's going away anytime soon. But I think, um, you know, the danger of Facebook is that it is a powerful tool for communication. Uh, you know, we've we've witnessed kind of what it can do. Uh, and so I think if you're trying to grow your audience and try to kind of uh, communicate an idea to a people, I think right now, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Google, they're really the only players in the game. So you, there's kind of you kind of have to play the game as as everyone else is on the field. Boy, that that's depressing. <laughs> oh, I can recut that if you like. Oh, well, you know, the thing is, um, um, I, I don't I don't have confidence mm -hmm. that it's reaching people that it should. You know, for my I, stuff, for when, when you know, I've got I've got a page for mm -hmm. this this podcast. Mm -hmm. I've got a page for Oregon Music News. Mm -hmm. I've got a page for a documentary that I made. Mm -hmm. OK, I don't I don't see that going outside of a very small circle. OK, why is that? Oh, uh, like, I mean, like, my first question is like kind of what work have you done to expand that circle? I mean, that's the thing. It's like that takes work and value. And there's, there's it takes money. Uh, it takes money or time is the other resource it would take from you. Um, and, you know, that's what that's what the you know ad is. It's a shortcut out of like taking the, the long way of actually building those relationships. I don't know. Uh, do you want to do you want to cut back and. and do this a different way? No, I just don't. I just don't understand what I need to do. Uh, but I'm not talking about just me. I'm talking about you know pe for people who are who are listening. That, you know, I'd that, say uh, yeah. Let's yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe I could have a, a less morose kind of view of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd say uh, what was the question again? I don't feel that. I feel that uh, my my posts are reaching a very finite number of people. Oregon Music News has ten thousand has ten thousand um, friends. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm not reaching them. Mm -hmm. You know, I think when the I've got thousands of friends. Yeah, and I, I don't feel I'm reaching them. And I'm I, I'm I'm guessing that a lot of other people are running into the same thing. Yeah, that's aside from the fact that Zuckerberg sits down and has dinner with fucking Trump. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Aside from that. <laughs> Um, because if I could get, if there was some, something other than Facebook and I could dump the son of a bitch, I would be, just because he, 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 uh, Zuckerberg goes and has dinner with Trump. So why don't you like, what's, what's that? What's, what's my that? alternative? Yeah. Uh, your alternative is, is to not have Facebook. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's what it comes down to. I think we are going to see over the next couple of years an evolution in like what we call these corporations and entities and kind of, you know, are they publishers? Are they platforms? What are they? Because uh, I think right now, uh, while there's prevailing definitions of what they are, what they're called, it's, they're still relatively undefined as far as like what they are relative to our society. Yeah. And I think we, you know, that's going to be something that 
we figure out together. Uh, I imagine Mark Zuckerberg and, and uh, all his other friends will probably, and Jack Dorsey will have, you know, want to have a big say in it, but ultimately it's up to what we say they should be. Uh, and, you know, we as the people of America kind of get, get to have and say in what happens there. What a, what a great villain Zuckerberg is. Uh, you know, I think he, he's just a guy who got lucky and wrote some good code. And then, you, right. know, you know, I don't think that translates to, you know, what he is now. Uh, like, I'm sure he's a great coder, but uh, whatever role he is has our society now is definitely in question. Yeah. Now, do you see anything like um, when there was the great migration from MySpace to Facebook ever happening again? Um, I, I really don't. I think that's kind of a unique moment yeah. in kind of internet culture. Yeah. Um, I think right now what we need to kind of be, be wary of is kind of the fact that the internet is constricting. Uh, you see, you know, nations all across the world trying to coordinate it off, trying to control it more, yeah. Yeah. uh, trying to regulate it more. And while, you know, regulation on itself is not a bad word, what we need to be careful is like kind of what part of that are we regulating? Uh, and so it's going to be about kind of like how do we preserve free speech for, you know, maybe our partners in other countries um, who are using the same Internet as we like, how do we govern the Internet together and make sure it can, you know, everyone who, you know, it's a right of human access. Well, that's that's what that's what worries me about Zuckerberg sitting down to dinner with Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, uh, I don't think I don't think. Um, First, first of all, I don't think Trump knows what net neutrality means, but <laughs> Zuckerberg does. You know, I, I don't imagine. And, and, and if Zuckerberg sits down at dinner and, and tells Trump he has an enormous dick, <laughs> Trump might say, oh, yes, uh, we're, we're not, we'll, we'll knock all that net neutrality shit out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> certainly a narrative that could happen, I guess. Um, I don't, you know, I don't. You know, I don't really hold on. Let me let me kind of process this. So, I think they're both uh, dangerous people in the amount of you know. Yeah. Let's uh, say like kind of. They're. I don't know, I don't know, like, they Freedom to, is the goal. Yeah, I think we should be able to kind of interact with people online and be able to do that freely. I think right now, um, what. Facebook and Google have done is kind of duopolized, yeah. you know, that process. Yeah. Uh, if, is if you want to connect with people online, uh, that's kind of the, the main mediums to do it through. Yeah. And the question is really what it's going to come down to is like, what are these companies? Are these companies connectors? Uh, are these companies publishers? Uh, you know, do they, you know, there's a lot of kind of, you know, the hate speech that we see online and kind of the bullying as, as well. Like, yeah. You know, I, I am not one of the belief that that is a natural state on the Internet. Uh, you know, obviously there has been a historical, uh, you know, rise in that in the past couple of years. And that's been mainly driven by uh, Facebook. You know, right. I, I think Mark Zuckerberg's sister even wrote a report on yeah. how, like, <laughs> you know, basically Facebook has been the engine of misogyny and hatred. Right. Uh, you know, in our in our culture and really embolden it. Right. And I think they have to step up and take a responsibility to correct that, not just stop it, not just correct their processes, but they need to kind of put the work together to kind of reverse, 
you know, the mess they, they created. And so we'll see, we'll see how that happens. Yeah, but when Zuckerberg sits down with the bully in chief, <laughs> there's not much hope for that. Um, you know, I think we have to take it one election at a time. Uh, and I think that's the fastest we get to move. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, I can, you know. Now, you've been involved in politics. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> you, what, you, what, what did you do for, for, uh, for the mayor? Uh, I helped uh, with the digital communications of the team. So uh-huh. basically that's, that's kind of overseeing, you know, or kind of helping the team organize the website and the social media content, mm-hmm. um, as well as kind of with the press releases and articles online. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So um, you would write something, they would approve it, and it would go out? Uh, it was a team process. You know, basically, uh-huh. you know, kind of the leadership sets the objectives, uh, and then basically it's, you know, up to us to kind of work together and, and get it done. I mean, I think, you know, it's working in that city hall itself was just an amazing privilege. I wish more people could. Uh-huh. take it to it because like uh-huh. you you know you definitely kind of see and you get the news reports as far as kind of like what's happening in our city uh, but you also see that those news reports are shrinking you know like there's less and less reporters talking about government right and that's that's a real disservice to us like you know yeah you know as someone who is able to kind of you know be 40 hours a week in city hall you know you, you get to see really the kind of the best of uh, you know, these people and the uh, worst, uh, you know, you honestly, you really don't see that much. There are, there uh-huh. are some, you know, uncomfortable situations, you know, with that work environment. Uh-huh. Um, but ultimately it's, I think it's kind of, it's really, it's hopeful and inspiring. Kind of, you, you get to see like, uh, you know, everyday Portlanders going through, uh, I think it's uh, coming through and like go, showing up at work to make other Portlanders lives better. Yeah. Like that's why they're uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. Like the, you know, it's not, you know, really appealing outside of, you know, what you can do there. It's it's not, you know, unfortunately, government jobs are not the most competitively uh, <laughs> these days. But uh. I'm going to want to cut that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know what you meant anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, I just think it's, you know, it's a it was a privilege to to work in that there and work with those people and get to see kind of the dedication that's in there all the time i mean yeah everyone's human you know i certainly had you know a bad day or two in there uh but like just the quality and caliber of the people you have in the city all are amazing like a lot of them most of them are kind of like athletes like part amateur or full-time athletes in their Mm part-time they're just kind of these amazing humans who really kind of sacrifice kind of their own well-being at times to put the city first and it's just amazing to see was that your first time in in watching the sausage get made uh yeah that was my only government experience yeah Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. but yeah Yeah. i'm really thankful and i think it was a privilege and i think everyone should you know commit themselves to you know serving in their local government their service or maybe it's just their community organizations at some point yeah i used to uh um help write and and i produced um, a uh, TV show in Baltimore called The Mayor's Show. Oh, really? Yeah. Starring Kurt Schmoke. Kurt Schmoke. Oh, that was yeah. a couple. That's what? Decades ago. Late 70s, I want to say? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, he was sort of the n- non-inspiring Obama <laughs> of his time, you mm-hmm. know? Smart guy, Harvard, you know, and all that stuff. But did a really bad job. But um, but he was black, 
you know, <laughs> he was the first black mayor. Well, he was the the first black mayor was uh, a guy who uh, was the president of the city council who, when when the mayor left, he just he gotcha. He yeah. rose. Do do Clarence Do Burns was his name. And uh, he and he was great. He yeah, was, he was great. He really was. Little, and he yeah. was he was an old time Paul, uh, who knew how to get shit done. Which unfortunately, Smoke never did. I don't know why we're talking about that, but you're not. I am. Um, <laughs> um, no, I think you know I, Baltimore and Maryland, in particularly, has like a great number of just fierce politicians coming out of it. I mean, that's where the speaker came out of. Yeah. Um, you also have uh, she. Her father brought the Orioles yep. to Baltimore. Yeah. Yes. Uh, old Tommy, Tommy D'Alessandro, Nancy Pelosi's father. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, Steiny Hoyer is, is Steiny. I don't like Steiny Hoyer. Oh really? No. Well, you don't like many people. I get. Well, the sense. that's true, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm also still a huge fan of Martin O'Malley. I'm looking always. Uh-huh. Uh, he recently had a good. That was uh, great. Thank you, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that all <laughs> Cuccinelli is shoving up his ass. Yeah, that's good. No, I mean like Martin O'Malley, and that's kind of you know. And those the, people, the, people like Cuccinelli, never get that stuff. Well, that's that's who Martin O'Malley is. I mean, that's that's who like growing up understood him as. It's like he's yeah. he's a lot of things, but one one of the main things he is is he's a stand up guy, and, and he, he will actually great. stand up and tell you like what he thinks. And he was great on The Wire. <laughs> I'm sorry, that wasn't. Uh, really, I don't was, know how fair that is, that but yeah, really. I'm sure you're not the first. To, um, sure, not the first to, to uh, draw well. comparisons between you know because he's he's also a very attractive man. Let's, yes. let's be honest. Yes. Jeez. <laughs> uh, All right, so um, we're at this point where um, people are are dissatisfied with Facebook. Yeah, there's no place else to go. Yeah. And especially musicians and other artists, writers, don't have the money to give to Facebook. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to know what to do. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to know what to do. So they call you, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it, it kind of starts with kind of where, what is it you want to do with Facebook? And what is it you want to accomplish? Okay. You know, so. I want people to go to, to, go to Oregon Music News. Okay. So, like, I'd say the, you know, the cheapest way, you know, to spend the least amount of money doing that i want people to hear this podcast yeah, yeah. you know that that's going to require some some effort on your part because it is a social medium it's not a mass medium uh and so that's going to require like you kind of reaching out and delivering that to people or making sure that you're engaged with people because what that's what facebook does is it's an engagement machine yeah so you know it'll try to kind of it'll try to keep you engaging so the more you engage with other people on facebook the more you'll see those posts the more you'll you'll see posts like them and or similar to them and so that's kind of what facebook is like you definitely get out what you get put into it so if you're not getting much out of it that can be a very healthy thing and that's fine uh, and maybe that's how you know you decide your digital life is going to be more kind of website based or maybe it's more based on your newsletter but uh, like if you want to do on facebook it is a very effective medium to uh, terrifying degree are websites on the way out absolutely not okay no um i think you know websites are gonna stay until they come up with something amazingly better yeah um i don't i don't see that moving anytime soon it's still keep evolving it's still going to be kind of like you know eventually like what is your internet address where do we find you online yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because i'm finding that a lot of musicians for instance Mm -hmm. They just rely on their Facebook page. You know, I'd, I'd recommend against that. You know, that's mm-hmm. putting a lot of your eggs in one basket. 
You know, yeah. I think at, at minimum you kind of want to go to where your audience is. Yeah. Uh, and if, yeah, so it makes sense if you have a very active Facebook audience to stay with that. But I can't tell you how many public, cause I get a hundred emails a day mm -hmm. from publicists, right? I can't tell you how many of those people don't include a website for their artist. It's amazing. Uh, I'm yeah, amazed every single day. That's really sad because that's, that's kind of like it's an enormous opportunity to kind of define who you are to the world. Yeah. Right? That's what a website is. That's yeah. like, look yeah. at me. This is me. This is how I want to find it. You get right. kind of unlimited parameters. It's basically uh, people get to type in the URL and then you get to show them anything you want from there. Right. And so it's an amazing art artistic opportunity to have a website. So to, to yeah. hear that, you know, maybe that's being underutilized is, you know, disappointing to say. I think, uh, I, you know, I think. Probably that uh, for some people, mm -hmm. you know, it, uh, it, it's daunting to have to make a website. Well, that's, that's what you kind of, you know, um, yeah. goes, that's why there's people like me. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially kind of with artists, that's kind of where I have a history of helping uh -huh. artists and nonprofits kind of do the things that maybe they don't specialize in. And because, you know, that's maybe not something they want to specialize in. And, uh -huh. You know, I think artists should have the freedom to focus on what they want to focus on. Uh -huh. uh, and that's why kind of me coming in with technical systems and marketing support, or even just kind of help, help like overviewing their kind of strategic plan for the year. Yeah. That's kind of where I, I get to kind of uh, really help them and yeah. really kind of support artists, yeah. you know, through my own kind of expertise. Right. Mm -hmm. um, what, what, what do you like to build? Uh, what, what platform do you like to build sites on? You know, these days, I think, you know, Squarespace is a solid Portland company that, uh -huh. you know. Uh, I didn't know they were in Portland. Yeah, they, I think really? they have a support center in Portland. Wow. Uh, uh, so, yeah, they're a solid company. I think they're, they're very secure. I think that's where I would highlight for artists in the next year. Why well, I, I hear them sponsoring podcasts all over, <laughs> but not this one. <laughs> Well, I mean, let's let's find the address. To, really, you know, we'll get you over there. <laughs> I mean, hell, they sponsored Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast for Christ's sake. <laughs> and this is ex the exact same thing as that. <laughs> well, well, maybe a little bit different. I don't sound like a parrot. Yeah, and which I appreciate movie. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Yeah, I don't know if I could sit through an interview with Gilbert Gottfried. Come to think. I, <laughs> I love Gilbert Gottfried. Oh my goodness! I do. I yeah. really do. I do. I've listened to so many of those. But I love this. I, I don't like the guy who does the podcast with him, mm -hmm. but I love Gilbert Gottfried. Just, just me, you know. <laughs> well, look. Um, so, all right. So, you like so what? Do you, what is it about Squarespace that you like? Like I said, it's easy to use. It's fairly very template driven. Um, you know, uh -huh. it's not, you know if you want to have like. A, you know, a custom to the T site, maybe the Squarespace is not your fit, but if you're just kind of looking to kind of express and get people the information about yeah. your art or your, your, whatever your idea you have, you want to express to the community. Uh, I think it's, it's a fair choice. I think wordpress.com is also well, I mean, I just kind of push people away um, from any sort of like single server setup yeah, uh, and just kind of yeah. basically kind of yeah. like, you know, embrace the cloud, right. uh, you know, right. place those systems and just kind of, I'd say prioritize security over the next couple of years yeah. as far as websites. We are on a proprietary website, mm -hmm. a proprietary um, uh, uh, host. Oh, great! Yeah, and and uh, and their back end, um, uh, and uh, we have, you know, I had, we we were so content heavy when we were on. Um, I know you told me that was a crime what yeah. you guys did. Yeah, is there any records of that stuff anywhere? Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have an, we have an archive. Anytime I need something to bring up, I, I will. Yeah. 
Matter of fact, I got I, I was just the other day mm-hmm. uh, was searching for a Cervante Pope. Um, Huge interview. fan of Cervante Pope. Of course, wonderful writer. Of course, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I I like to think that I had some little bit of of help in in, in bringing her along. Uh, well, if anyone who can take responsibility should, should. Uh, she's an amazing woman in her own right. Yeah. Uh, and, it's so yeah. funny. It was funny because it was fairly early on when she was with us. I found because it was an interview with Lee, Lee, Lee Fields, the soul singer, mm-hmm. who I'm going to have on my new podcast, which I haven't announced yet. But um, and it's just so funny because it was there was stuff. It was, she was so excited to be able to talk to Lee Fields, but she it was that was you know she put that in the story mm-hmm. and i let it go because it was it was uh, it was adorable mm-hmm. you know uh but uh because generally you know the personal pronoun i does not appear in our stories <laughs> except mine because i'm the editor so i get to do it um so but it was a it was a it was a very fun interview that she did and um so that's all in our we, you know that's all archived no i yeah i i've yeah, she is an, an amazing writer. I've been a fan of her stuff for years. I'm, you know, I privileged to call her a friend. So. Yeah, I had her on the podcast. Oh, really? That's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, we had a great yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, she's an amazing writer, along with you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, well, look, um, uh, I appreciate you coming in here well, thank and you, yeah. talking about this. I hope that your new venture goes really well for you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah, and, thanks and, for having me on here and, as well as hosting me in the artichoke. Yeah. And there will be a, there, there will be a link on the page. Wonderful. To get to you. And um, uh, so you, this just you just started this. Just started this. Uh, you know, officially I'm, I'm rolling it out in January. So it's, it's actually kind uh-huh. of really before we're starting, but uh-huh. I'm already kind of working with people, working with uh, kind of people actually from all over the nation, mm-hmm. um, working in, in Maryland and D.C., as well as kind of some Portland organizations and just kind of helping people kind of spread the good word of kind of what they do for the community. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure I know what to do now, but <laughs> <laughs> but then but then I'm not a client of yours. <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> Uh, I see what you did there, and I appreciate it. I suppose I don't. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. I've been I've been off kilter ever since you know ever since the Trump Zuckerberg thing came up. Came up so, oh. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, he does look. It's just something. Not just something that's not right with Zuckerberg. It just isn't. I'm sorry. I think I think there's enough real criticism to to say about the things they have said and yeah, done yeah. and to kind of just paint, paint them as, you know, monsters. No, they are monsters. Uh, they are monsters, yes. but it's, it's very important <laughs> we talk about specifically why they are monsters ah, uh, yes, and not just accept yes. the fact. Uh, okay. You know, Trump, right. you know, that's a very important part of kind of, I think, kind of what we do as together as society is kind of account for that. Oh, uh, yeah, and that's yeah. how we fix it. Well, my role is to say that they're monsters and your role is to say why. <laughs> Uh, That's traditionally been my role, as a matter of fact, <laughs> in my entire career. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think you have more, you know, experience with that with the sun, right? So. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that's I do have a great deal of guilt <laughs> for having helped dumb down America. <laughs> and uh, when I was writing for the supermarket tabloid and writing stuff that was so believable yet fantastic that it could never happen. But people still believed it because of because of pro wrestling. <laughs> now I think I think Vince McMahon has a, a larger role 
uh, almost a larger role than than um, Fox News back then. You know, uh, as far as having people believe uh, uh, outright lies and things that couldn't ever be true, like everything that's ever been on pro wrestling. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's an important comparison to make. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah but I think. And who who's a who's who was a good friend of Vince McMahon? Trump. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, yeah, Trump just po- tried to pollinate himself anywhere he could. Yeah, I and mean, that's been his mission for yeah. a while. Yeah. Um, you know, I think as far as kind of, you know, the fake news goes, I think it's good that you feel feel guilty for that. I think yeah. that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. Maybe embrace that. I felt, uh, you know, that's kind of what I felt about the 2016 election. That kind of uh-huh. driven me to kind of be more politically active myself. Uh-huh. Basically, uh-huh. you know, I was, you know, in a fairly kind of comfortable place for myself. I spent a good year of the, you know, 2016 kind of uh, getting my personal career in order. And then, you know, November comes and Trump gets elected. And that's kind of, you know. Right a very traumatic moment for a lot of us as far as like, yes. this is not what we saw the future was going to be. No. Uh, and so that's kind of one of the things It's like, that's what we can do with that guild is kind of, kind of really take control of kind of our future together as, yeah. as artists and community members. But I had been a left wing radical my entire life. <laughs> I was the publisher of the underground paper in Baltimore. You know what I mean? I got arrested many times during the, during that era. <laughs> and then here I go, you know, writing, I was just writing jokes. I was just writing jokes. You know, grandma turns pet dog inside out looking for lost lottery ticket, stuff like that. You know, just write, I was just writing jokes. I mean, I don't, I don't think you, you, you bear the brunt of the responsibility. Uh, if, if you're looking for some absolution here, I don't know if I'm, I'm the one. How, many Hail, how many Hail Marys yeah, should like, I say, uh, father? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think. You know, there is there is fun, and I think there, there there should be fun element on there. But I think there's also kind of like we're getting into a time that's a little bit more serious than we want it to be, and I think that's something we should. Oh, take oh, note yeah, of. yeah, yes. From from the the, the moment the, the the election was uh, results were announced. Yeah, yeah. Actually, b- before that, because we knew. Well, I think a lot of people knew, and I think we know now, and I think you know it's it's just a, you know, I. I, I, for one, I'm hopeful. I think, you know, we've, we've looked back through history, you know, and we see that, you know, every time this has happened before, every time these kind of elements and these, this darkness really kind of rises around the world, mm-hmm. that it's been pushed back. Uh, and it's been pushed back pretty successfully. But, and we, we've been getting mi- better at it every time. Yeah, but millions of people die. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From the this, pushback. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, a (laughs) bit more Marilyn, more Chris Matthews, I think, than I expected the interview to be. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Why? Am I shouting? No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, I'm not interrupting you. Yeah, I think he 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 was running for Maryland senator at one point. right? Really? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Maryland, Pennsylvania. Man, that doesn't need a microphone. (laughs) (laughs) I find him. Very entertaining and very insightful. I think, you know, as far as kind of that that picture of kind of really what happened in the yeah. 80s, like he was the guy right next to Tib O'Neill. Yeah. Like he's the one, he's the guy who, like the keeper of the book. And, you know, I think we are still about to find out a lot more about what went down, in, you know, in those times. I wonder how many times people have tweeted, okay, boomer to him. <laughs> I go back. I go, I, 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 always, I always answer, okay, zoomer. Okay, Zoomer. 
I mean, I Generation what, Z. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, that's <laughs> that's fine if you want. You know, if but you're a millennial. I am. I am definitely a millennial. I was born my in 86. God, how can yeah. you stand yourself? Oh, it's <laughs> I've been I've been dealing with that every day of my life. I suppose, right? <laughs> Uh, I, I you must like, be relieved that people are getting on boomers now and, and not so much on millennials. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely understand why you're uncomfortable with responsibility as a boomer, um, you know, but I I am all for millennials. I think like, you know, you guys had maybe a more comfortable life than we will, but we're going to get a Who's lot more a comfortable done. life. Uh, you know, Who's talking a about life? boomers and all, you know, Oh bullshit. It's kind of the, the cushiest, <laughs> the cushiest American generation. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nobody asked that for that. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, you know, that's kind of, you know, it's a, a, a you know, a, a, at least we didn't get participation trophies. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. See, I grew up of the generation where everyone was talk complaining about people getting participation yeah. trophies, and I never got any trophies. So I just kind of got the sore lot of all those things. I'm just like, I do remember. I think I got got a blue ribbon at the science fair once. That's, and that's about it. Excellent. But yeah, very good. <laughs> Did you make a science? Which project? I can, you know, you know, you know, what? Twenty years later, I can now brag about. Thanks. Thanks yes. to you. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, listen, <laughs> we could go on and on and on. But Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. I really I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, again. And uh, all the information will be on the page there. And, and thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Love here at Artichoke. <laughs>